Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the AusNZ Community Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 7. We have a very special guest uh, from the US and a um, someone you've probably heard before coming back to uh, help with the uh, Q&A with TX Marine, who is going to join us. Um, so GDR will also be on the podcast um, as a longtime friend of... Uh, a long-time friend of TX Marine, um, never spoken to him, so uh, today will be a first I'll actually speak. Um, spoken to GTR before. Oh, yeah, we have. Um, <laughs> welcome to the podcast, Pete and JR. How are you both? Good, thank you. Good. How are you? Yeah, doing I'm well. I'm good. <laughs> doing well. Uh, welcome, TX Marine. Um, you're from a team called Military Family. Uh, we'll we'll get a bit into that in a minute, um, and obviously, um, possibly uh, with all the marine and military type of stuff, you're probably in the military. But we're again, we'll get into that shortly. Um, that is correct. That is correct. <laughs> so, um, looking forward to hearing a bit more about that in a minute. Um, Pete, did you want to um, talk about uh, anything in particular this morning? Well, I've I've got things to talk about, but I would like to talk about the recent date. So I think that yes. should be a group discussion, and then yeah. I'll talk about my segments. A recent date. Update. Update. Uh, uh, update. 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 Yeah. Update. Oh. Um, are we gonna Are we going to have this? <laughs> are we going to chat about the fact that the, you know, the order of cars has changed? Well, that's one of the things, yeah. <laughs> go on. We've, we've got a whole a whole segment to go through first. Yeah, we do. Um, we do. Who would like to start it off? Did Jack Rabbit have any notes on it? Yeah, I did. And um, actually, this is the version 1.58.0. And um, the great news is, first of all, we are going to have a new vehicle. It's called the Rock Bouncer. And it's described as a gutsy off-roader. And it has some cool um, new soft body physics for its wheels. It's like it, it can go through rocks and good at climbing hills, I suppose. And I think it's good for the, what do you call this? No airtime, no airtime team event. Oh, what yeah. do you think? Um, well, I haven't played it yet because it's still yeah, in the um, waiting for event list. Mm -hmm. But I've watched the, the videos on YouTube and yeah. it looks like it. it's not as good a climber as the Moonlander at slow speed. But when it's in high mm. speed, it looks like it's mm. going to be a really good climber. Mm. Which makes I haven't seen sense. it myself. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense to the actual vehicle rock bouncer or rock climber, whatever they're called. Mm -hmm. really it does. It does. Hills. I've seen yeah. I've seen videos of actual cars like that that actually yeah. do rock climbing, but they don't they don't do it at speed. <laughs> well, the ones I've seen, they do. They just go nuts, especially the no. motorbike ones. Yeah, nuts straight up the side of a hill. So yeah, it, it should be it should be an interesting vehicle. By the looks of it, it's got lots of fuel, uh, so it'll probably be good on adventure as well. 
Um, I've seen a couple of videos of um, IO and Verishak that have shown that it's um, you know capable of 10K pretty much out the box without any um, extra um, extra really? parts. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so um, so yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be one hell of a, a vehicle. Maybe even break some records. I think. Um, yeah, maybe. Maybe it looks like it's going to be a good wheelie vehicle too. Uh, possibly. Um, Vershak, in his videos, he tend to play a lot of cups with it on the back wheel. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a that's a thing. Makes makes it go faster. Maybe I'm not sure. Mm, who knows? I'm not sure. Who knows? It could be like the um, monster truck, where if you land on the back wheel in the right place, you get a little forward boost. Mm. Same as well, the. It does. Uh, same as the um, uh, what you call it, the rotator does the same thing. Yeah, yeah. It does look like a mix of the monster truck and the June buggy, so it yeah, might have I a similar have, mechanic to it. And I would have add, I'd add the um, rotator to that mix as well. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a menage a trois triangle. <laughs> the buggy, the monster <laughs> truck, and the rotator went into the garage yeah. together, and out came the rock. Rock monster. <laughs> rock monster. After new vehicle, we have a new cup, and it's called the Cup Town Babylon. I haven't seen it yet, and if there's a new cup, there's also a new vehicle unlocking system. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a new way to unlock vehicles. That's and the new players, though. Yeah, Cause... but if you have a new vehicle, you would do this new unlocking system. And sure. you will need a vehicle blueprint. It's a new currency to unlock vehicles. Another one. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, it, uh, and it says it can be earned. Oh, yeah, that was a question. That was one of the questions, actually, for that. No. <laughs> How can oh, we keep God. up? Uh, yeah, it says that uh, the blueprints can be earned in the daily task and maybe in the future in other ways. And, okay, what else? And, of course, the, the, the biggest update is... That the track editor is leaving the early access and will be available for everyone. Yes. Um, yes. And part part of that is that uh, if you have VIP, you still get to make, create a track in any of the environments. Uh -huh. um, but if you're not VIP, you need to pay for the environments that you want to create tracks in. Um, and Fingersoft will have a um, a track of the month. Mm -hmm. So you could you you might be able to do adventure tracks for that month only, uh, for mm -hmm. free, um, or you can buy the tracks to then create tracks in that in that uh, environment. So you get uh, countryside first. Uh, theme of the month is the bog, and every other one is six dollars and forty nine cents to purchase if you want to create a map in that theme. Well, that's that's in a that's for you. <laughs> that's for me. 
That's for you. I don't know what it is because I still don't have. Um, I've still got VIP on the main account, and I still don't have um the update on my alt account at the moment. Um. So yeah. Sorry. Keep going. Well, I think there's um. That's all of the uh, updates that we need to be updated with. <laughs> well, it says, it says, and I note that they've mm -hmm. had various, various bug fixes, sweet mm -hmm. consistency of spider webs, and they've also balanced the mummy toilet paper strength from five ply to six ply. <laughs> <laughs> it's very important. That's a very important update, Very right? important. Very important. So that's, that's, for the people, the difference. that's for the people that have read all the way to the bottom. All, right? <laughs> all the way to the bottom. Right? Yes. Copyright yes. at Singer Soft, LTD um, I, I see what you're doing there, Eva. All it's also all the way to the bottom. All way to the bottom. <laughs> and then it's it's also they've Witch's crackling volume by one point five. This the witch's crackling. They've <laughs> increased the global global increase to rattling skeletons. Oh my god! And they've added white new white sheets for the ghosts. <laughs> Freshly washed, I hope. Oh, well, may, maybe, maybe not. Um, so, you know, I think someone's having a little bit of fun writing the patch notes. Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> I don't know if it's Reese or David or Salaf or all of them. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's what you get when you, that's what you, get mm -hmm. when you release something in, in Spooktober. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Spooktober, Good not, point. Yeah, so... I, um, I don't know if you guys had it, but one of the community-friendly challenge things, um, mm -hmm. there was a one with the superbike, and it was a steampunk skin. And instead of having smoke out of the exhaust, it had steam coming out. Oh. And I'm pretty sure that was a new thing in the update because I didn't have it one day, and then it was white the next. I'm like, well, that's different. That's interesting. Now, I think it was the third or fourth one. Steampunk. 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 Do I have the steampunk skin on them? <laughs> you reckon it was the oh, motorbike, yeah? The superbike, yeah. Now, I've just got to try and find it because I'm going left and right haphazardly. <laughs> going... <laughs> where the... go to the list. It's, it's where the, towards where the, the start. Where the hell is it? Where the hell is it? That's what I'm doing. Um, um... That's so do frustrating, have... isn't it? Why did they change that? I don't have a steampunk skin. Is the steampunk one the, the gold one? The gold one, yeah. Okay, well, I've got the gold one. Um, let me just do a track. Stormrider Cup. Yeah, it does. I don't know if it looks like smoke or if it looks like uh, steam. Who knows? That's white. Okay, let's go. I'll, I'll try it with a different skin now. We're doing this live. What the hell? Um, what, what's going on? Done. Let's go. Oh, it is. It's gone from black to white. Yeah. Okay. Isn't well, that interesting? I will, I will post a video of that on um, on uh, on the YouTube channel. Yeah. I just lost. 
I've just lost 400 points, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, rookie mistake. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit happens. Shit happens. Mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna finish the um, Road to Legendary this month anyway. Um, <laughs> no, that's that's very cool. All right. Well, um, well, that's that's a really good pickup, Pete. Yeah, I wasn't the only person that picked it up. Somebody else in the Fingersoft channels picked it up as well. Yeah, I can't tell you exactly who, but yeah, I thought it was somebody. Well, that's different. <laughs> well, thanks to somebody for picking that up. You're welcome. As well as, as, well as Pete. <laughs> yes. As well as Pete. Uh, yeah. Alrighty. Um, so. I suppose we'll get on to my one. Yes, please. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the. Public event with this new uh, update, they've brought out a new dark mode. So it's like really black and no color except for your name. And when you pick up the fuel, it turns into color and then disappears. And the coins, and the coins too. And the coins, is also, yeah, they're also black and white. And then you pick them up and they turn into color. So yeah, it's, it's a bit different, a bit of getting used to, but I quite like it. It's nice. I always flinch when the birds fly up from the from underneath. Oh, the bats! Yeah, they take up half the screen and make it really easy to see, don't they? Oh, they they take up a third of my screen. <laughs> I must have a smaller screen. I didn't say that. I'm just saying. Sounds <laughs> like a personal problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's a me problem. <laughs> a you problem. It's definitely a it's, you problem. Yes, but the current public event is called. Dawn of the Drivers, and it is um, inspired by Dawn of the Dead because it's a zombie chase. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my all-time favourite events. I just, I don't know what it is. It just makes it a little bit more thrilling to do time attacks when there's zombies chasing you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. My go-to on this one is the muscle car with wings, coin boost, and winter tyres. It doesn't always get anywhere near the top, but it's my f- most favourite vehicle to choose. just feels nice and fast, but they always catch me. Um, upcoming public event is called Boulder's Gate, and I reckon that is uh, Reese's little homage to his favourite game, Baldur's Gate <laughs> on the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're going to be using the new vehicle, probably maxed out, so everybody can have a play with it at a max level. And that should be a lot of fun. Um, next up is team events. Uh, the current team event is called Night of the Living Drift. Um Five track of no four track event, five vehicles available. The first track is a distance, so zombie chase, and this is all in the dark mode, same as the public event, like every track is. Um, I'm going with the muscle car, probably same as what you guys are using. Yep, uh, yeah, yeah, using muscle car. Track two, stay on the ground. Um, I'm using the formula, but I've also had to play with the sports car and 
the muscle car is faster, but the sports car does okay. Sorry, the formula is better, not the muscle car. I'll muck that up. Never mind. Uh, truck three is multi-jump. I've been using the Mark II, the Hill Climber Mark II. Um, kangaroo setup, but have your roll cage on one. So jump at the start, get rid of the roll cage to make it a bit lighter, and off you go. Um, also had a go at using the formula on this track, which is a lot better, but the formula is also a lot better on the stay on the ground. So it's, you just got to weigh up your options. Track four is uh, crushing through, breaking all the, all the pumpkin heads to get a time bonus. I've been using the CCEV with heavyweight, coin boost, and winter tyres. Um, you have nitro. The nitro goes well on that track. And, sorry, on track two. Nitro goes well on track two. But I don't have nitro just yet, so I haven't been using it. And that's that's pretty much my Pete's Pete's. How about you, Eva? What have you got for us? Well, I was um, going to talk about TX Marine's uh, run on the um, on the podcast test track. So yeah. um, I um, I've got the test track up on my screen. I will oh, talk, I will talk through it. Um, he's he's picked the um, racing truck, which is a little bit weird. We'll go into that a little bit later. Um, but racing truck with uh, wheelie boost, um, wheelie boost, fuel boost, and nitro. Which this track was never designed with nitro in mind because nitro hadn't been invented yet. So we'll watch this replay. He's taking off and he's using a little bit of no, a little bit of um, used his nitro to start with off his start first boost. He trips up on the logs over the overhead logs, gets over the mud pit, uses his nitro again um, to get up over that hill, clears the water and sand very clear, clearly, gets bogged in the sand, uses his nitro to try and get out of it. Uh, early nitro and oh, gets stuck on the roughly bits through the sand. Onto the two consecutive fuel boosts, which is good, um, but in the sand over the next hill. I'm interested to see how he gets stuck on this log, which he doesn't. He gets a nice bit of um, uh, mono uh, wheelie to get up and over that. He gets stuck in the sand again. Um, fuel boost, fuel boost again, and then nitro across the line. So a really good run, a minute 10.9. Um, there's only two other people who've used truck, uh, racing truck. And so why did you use racing truck? I think the only reason why <clears throat> I used it, I was wanting to experiment with something that just was different, yep. to be honest with you. Yeah. And uh, so I didn't really get a chance to really study the track much at all. So um yeah when i went ahead and did it i said i'm gonna try something a little different see how i can clear 
it's a difficult track. Uh, it, is. Especially, it is. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's a difficult track for sure. If I'd spent more time on it, I don't know what modifications I would have done. I would have, uh, I'd have to study a little more, but yeah, it's, it's a fun track. I just, when I've got, um, uh, when I've got to go with distance, like especially up in the air and stuff, I'll usually try to run a uh, truck rotator, you know, just, uh, just different things like that, that normally aren't, well, I mean, those, those are usually used for distance, but are, um, with height in mind, but yes, I guess I just wanted to try something a little different on that and see if, how I can fare with against other people that weren't yeah. using that kind of vehicle. Yeah. 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 Cause, um, truck wasn't the first one that come to mind when I, when I designed this thing, um, I was originally thinking about super diesel and um, that was my first choice. Yeah. My, it was my first choice as well. And then I realized no super diesel was not, not the fastest. And then you get people yeah. like hyped who basically do it in every vehicle really fast. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, but no, it was, it was interesting to see the racing truck being used. And um, I'm glad that the traps that I put in caught, caught you in certain places but you clearly got through that last trap um using mono uh, using wheelie and then yeah and i love these i love the truck that's one of my favorite vehicles with wheelie just to see how far i can get with that wheelie boost itself yeah yeah yeah. wheelie boost on that is really powerful too and it's really easy to get the front wheel off the ground so um no very very well done very well done thank you so thank you can I just just say, um, I also played with my old account, Eva. So yes. Goose isn't the only person. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I've only I ever just... played it with one vehicle, and that is the Beast. Oh. And I'm yeah. currently 10 seconds faster than TX Marine. Using oh, hell, now I've got it. A... Uh-oh. <laughs> Challenge is on. Challenges, Challenges on. on. I was trying to that's catch cool. up with Kodak. Yeah, that's um, never going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> no, it almost did. It's just that last little bit where I run out of fuel and he doesn't. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Good fun. Uh, Good so, fun. TX, welcome to the podcast. Um, Thank you. Um, I suppose we'll start with just a little bit of background. Um, so I suppose that the first question is mostly, mostly game related. How long have you been playing Hill Climb Racing 2? And did you play Hill Climb Racing 1? Um, and, I played Hill... <clears throat> Go ahead. Uh, so yeah, have, have you played Hill Climb Racing 1? And just give us a little bit of history as to why you started playing. Sure. So I was in a bowling league uh, years ago and one of my bowling mates ended up was playing hill climb racing one during in between uh pins um exactly so we uh pretty much and so yeah i started with hill climb racing one i want to say oh my god probably back in 2014 2015-ish um and off and on and then i picked up when hcr2 came out i picked it up uh, played it for a long time. I would switch between that and a few other different mobile games. I'd get burned out, and then I'd come back, burned out and come back. So I've been playing uh, cumulative in almost 10 years, or 
nine to ten years now, it seems like. Yeah, I was going to say, because, I mean, that's, like, it was 2018 when Hill Climb 2 came out. So that's now five okay. years old. Yeah. So, yeah, ten, year, ten years is about that. Yeah. Yeah. No, Man. Really cool. And what, when, did you, when did you join Hill Climb Racing 2? I want to say probably 2019. Because okay. um, it was just uh, a year or two before the pandemic. And so, yep. yeah, so uh, yeah, that's when I picked it up. And I wasn't on a team probably until 2021, early 2021. Okay. That's, yeah. Did you start your own team or did you? No, uh, I decided that since I was playing a lot, I just, I wanted to see what team or teams were all about and picked up a few um, small teams when my GP was around 4,000. And um, and I saw the team I'm currently on. Finally, they didn't have any openings at the time, so I waited. And I want to say now, uh, it's 2023, so uh, about two years ago, they ended up having openings, and I joined in now. So, yeah, I've been on team probably since 2020, early 21, and then I'm on my current team now since probably a little bit later, 21. Perfect. Mm. Perfect. All right. Um, so tell us a little bit about Tex or TX Marine and where the names come from. Sure. So I grew up uh, in a little town north of um, Waco, Texas. Uh, Waco is a city of about 190,000 people. I grew up in a town with probably 200 people just north of it. Um, and when I was 18, I joined the United States Marine Corps. That oh, was, wow. Yeah. So um, I joined in... Let's see. I graduated. I was actually late to my graduation because that was the day I was raised my right hand and uh, joined in. So I went to Marine Corps boot camp October 1st of 93 and became a U.S. Marine December 23rd, 93. So um, I was right after Operation Desert Storm, Desert Shield. Uh, We were in the Somalia-Bosnia era conflicts. Um, that we were part of with NATO. So, um, so yeah, and I ended up getting um, medically retired back in 1996. So, <clears throat> so yeah, it's good times, though. Miss it sometimes. Um, but, yeah, that's, um, but that's kind of a little bit about the military portion of it. Um, I was a machine gunner. Uh, that was what I did. So, so when I see Anzac Day, it kind of hits me hard because I understand what it's all about. Mm. I understand the people that um, gave your lives for the freedoms for us to do what we're doing right now. And yeah. so many yeah, countries yeah. don't get that opportunity. So yeah, that's yep. what that's what it is. And yeah, so now I live in. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no. It's it's interesting you mention Anzac Day because Anzac Day is a remembrance for 
you know, in and this sounds really bad, but it's it's a remembrance for the wrong reasons because people died instead of rejoicing the people that lived. We we remember the people that died, and I think that's um when I say the wrong reasons, I don't mean it in a bad way. I I mean um we should remember them for more than the fact that they just died. They right. you know they did a whole lot to make sure that we have the life we have now. Right. And just remembering because they died is, is, is not enough. I can agree with you more. Yeah. And... Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, sorry. I just, um, I, yeah, I, I don't believe in, um, reincarnation or anything like that or anything, nothing, nothing untoward, but every single time I look at and go into or, visit a, a place where there's um, remembrance to the Second World War, I feel like I was there. I just, you know, I feel like I was there. The First World War, the Second World War, I feel like I was there. And I just can't get that feeling out of me that, you know, I was either somewhere or doing something um, through the First World War. Um, even though I was, you know, not born or anything like that. And it just, yeah. I just it, hearing hearing a radial engine a radial engine playing overhead, just runs um, down my back as if, you know, like look out type thing. I just can't shake it. You know what I mean? It's it's very. I do. Um, yeah. Sorry. I. <laughs> it's just one of those things. I, I spent um, way too long at um, Messina uh, in Italy and uh, at Britta's Vilner and in a f few other places around uh, Europe at the memorials just wondering, you know, um, how people got to where they were, you know. So, uh, yeah, sorry, I digress. Um, uh, Pete, do you have anything to say? <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um you mentioned that you got medically retired. Um, do you mind asking how that happened? Like, did you get shot? I did not get shot. It was, this was how crazy it was, is that I have Crohn's disease. And. Oh, shit. Um, mm. uh, yeah, shit, shit's a good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> more than one word. <laughs> you are correct, sir. You went a thousand points on that one. No, um, I would have gotten Crohn's whether I joined the Marine Corps or not. Of course, I didn't know that when I was 18 years old. But um, in the summer of 1996, I ended up losing 52 pounds in two and a half weeks. Um, I went from being a five and a half, five foot nine inch, 160 pound muscular guy to drop into and I I hate making this type of description because it might piss someone off but like a little Ethiopian people where you see their ribs you know when they were starving yeah. you'd see on the old yeah. TV shows um, yeah, that's what you see all my ribs and um, to open my own door to my barracks and stuff I didn't have the strength because I lost so much weight and muscle so um in 19 the year after that they ended up medically retiring me out of the core um they ended up um 
yeah, removing my entire large intestine. So that's, yeah, that's, wow. so that's what happened. Um, but you know what? I'm able to see, I'm able to smell, hear, taste, feel, walk today. Um, and you didn't get shot. I did not get shot. Yeah, that's always an upside. Oh, that is a definite upside because when you do go to a military hospital and you do see people uh, burnt from head to toe from an IED explosion um, or the wounds of war, uh, but you still see a smile on their face because their daughters are pushing them around and laughing and giggling, you realize to be grateful for what you do have in life and not what you don't have anymore. And Mm -hmm. I had to learn that at a very young age, but I'm... I'm very grateful that um, that I did learn that at a young age. So, yeah. So I'm, you know, life is good. Yeah, some days are more shitty than others, but it is what it is. Um, life goes on. The sun's coming up tomorrow, whether I want it to or not. So you make the most of the day. That's a good yeah. way to look at life. It is a good way to look at life, but it's it also, I, I think, a lot of people forget about perspective. Um, perspective is is wonderful at giving someone an opportunity to see something from someone else's eyes, and you know, as you've said, you know, you still get to live and breathe and all that sort of stuff. Um, and there are people that are complaining about the fact that they don't have Wi-Fi. You know, <laughs> it, it or it's just, not fast enough, <laughs> or the Wi-Fi is not fast enough, and you know, my battery. <laughs> My battery power is down to like, you know, 3%. Oh, my God, I need power. Um, you know, um, I've had some things happen in the last three or four years that have given me perspective that I never thought I would would have. Um, but in saying that, it's nowhere near your perspective. But um, I appreciate that you've brought your perspective to the table because... Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. GDR, did you have something to say? Hello, everyone. Yeah, um, it's good to be back on the podcast. And um, uh, just just a one-off. Uh, don't be calling me again, please, uh, Eva. Um, but yeah, <laughs> just a one-off because I really wanted to talk to my mate Tex and talk about sports. But I've just really been taking all that in, just been listening in. And um, yeah, wow, it like it's it's been my um, it's it's on my ultimate dream. It's on my bucket list to. Um, witness a dawn service at Gallipoli. Um, yep. That's my ultimate. Oh, wow. that's, that's probably my number one thing. I, I want to take my kids um, to see their, um, you know, their home country of Lebanon because um, uh, my wife's Lebanese and they're part Lebanese. I really want to take them to to see Lebanon one day. And part of that trip, I'd love to go to Turkey and roughly, hopefully, match it with Anzac Day, which is the 25th of April, and witness a dawn service at Gallipoli. That's probably my ultimate, because I'm, I don't know, Pete and Pete, Eva and JR know I'm, I'm pretty patriotic and I love my country and, you know, and um, I think it would be very emotional to, to witness a, a dawn service at Gallipoli one day. Um, hello, Tex, how are you? I'm doing awesome, man. This is so cool getting to talk to you finally. Yeah. Uh, it's good to talk to you, mate. And um, once we get all the uh, HCR2 questions um, out of the way and and we'll, we'll talk some sports, and I'm pretty sure we've got some um, fellow Oz and Z um, listeners 
in our sports channel that we regularly listen to. We'd love to uh, get your views on a few things and, and we'll go from there, I guess. You got it. Yeah, once um, we get this pesky hill climb stuff out of the way, let's talk, yeah. talk sports. <laughs> so maybe um, Eva and JR and Pete can learn a thing or two about about sports. I don't, uh, Pete, you're not really into sports. I yeah, you got access to the sports channel, but yeah, I don't see you comment too much. No, no. Uh, considering I played AFL for most of my life, I'm not really into sports. You, you, you're good on. I oh, know you. you see, so you're you're. Your knowledge on AFL is pretty good, but I don't really know if you're into it, like watching it still. No, definitely no. Yeah, it okay. doesn't interest me at all. See, I, yeah. unfortunately, unfortunately, I just don't like ball sports. Any you sport don't like that you playing only, with balls. No, any sport that you, you only need one ball to play. I'm just not interested. Juggling, <laughs> ten pin yeah. bowling. That's only one ball. Do you play ten pin bowling? No. Lawn bowls. No, it's, it's, well, there's, there's more than one ball in lawn bowls, but I don't do lawn bowls either. No, I'm, talking about, I'm, talking, about needing, <laughs> I'm talking about needing big balls to play these sports, like motorsport, rallying, ah. that sort of ah. stuff. So you like to play with wheels, not balls. Yeah, engines and stuff. More than one <laughs> horse. More than one Dealing, horse. Dealing. The Olympics as well that doesn't really have too many balls. Are you interested in the Olympics, Eve? Oh, bits and pieces. The Olympics has shot. got its own, you know, patriotic style thing. Yeah, shot puts one ball. You can see how far you can throw this metal ball. <laughs> you need to count, Pete, more than more than your thumb. All right, more than your thumb. Well, they're introducing cricket to for the next Olympic. I don't have any thumbs. <laughs> Do you have balls? Oh, poor, poor bro, poor robot has no thumbs. He can't count. Robot, do you have balls? <laughs> oh, that's Happy. funny, mate. You leave my balls out of this. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, play with fuzzy balls or what? Oh God, it's just. It's gone below the belt all of a sudden. <laughs> Good one, mate. That's, that, that's what happens when I come back onto the um, that podcast. It just sticks to one. I know the low level it was when it started. Oh, that's just funny. Uh, anyway, um, JR, do you have any questions for Marine before TX? Yeah. Before I do have on. a question. Uh, you play for the military family. Uh, my question <laughs> is how long? How long have you been playing with the military family? And my next question is, um, are all the members uh, active in the military or retired? Or do you have family members playing with the uh, military family? Um, I've been with the military family probably around two years now. Most of the mm -hmm. people, most of the guys in the military family are retired. Um, okay. Do I have family members? No. My dad, he wouldn't know how to turn a freaking phone on to save his life. Um, but my brother, he's a crackhead. So, no, um, uh, I'm just kidding. No, um, <laughs> most of which, which part are you kidding about? The fact that your, your dad can't turn on the phone or your brother's a crackhead? <laughs> <laughs> my brother, <laughs> he, he's, just, he's just a pothead. That's all he is. Um, but, um, yeah, not a big deal. But um, 
but no, most of our guys are mil- um, are retired from the uh, military. Mm-hmm. We had yeah. a few international retirees as well. We had one girl from Greece who was in the uh, the Grecian naval uh, navy. I don't know if that's how you're supposed to say a a person from Greece if they're a Grecian or if they're a Greece a, a Greece. I hell if I know, but yeah, um, but yeah, they were in the navy in Greece, and so we had a, and then there was one. I think from Canada or something like that. So it's really interesting getting to kind of see how different countries kind of do their deal. So, yeah, that's really cool. Mm. Indeed. indeed. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of neat getting to see how other people are with their different cultures and military and all that. So I enjoy, um, uh, the team I'm on right now, they've uh, some of our um, with us all being military retired from the military of different branches because we have Army, Navy, Marine Corps, um, Army, Navy, Air Force, and then uh, now Coast Guard. So, and then our Space Force, whatever the hell that is. So, um, but yeah, that's where it's kind of neat getting to see how different branches get to kind of bash each other, but at the same time, at the end of the day, have fun with each other. So you said, you said Space Corps, Space Force. Isn't that what Steve, Cor- Steve Correll's the head general, isn't he? I don't know who the head general is with the Space Force, but they, um, they isn't do that some... Elon Musk? No. <laughs> no. Steve so the Cor- Space Force is an, is an actual branch of service that that is now with the United States and they're kind of really top secret. Uh, there's, they, there's, there's a lot of things that there's a, that's very hush hush about it. Um, they are really kind of a side branch of the air force, but they do a lot with satellite, um, kind of looking for asteroids um, and then of course nuclear threats how um throughout the world and stuff like that but there's not a lot known about them because they're a very very new branch of service the only reason why i said steve carell who listens are probably thinking um this because of that netflix tv show about space force steve oh, carell's yeah. the main actor act, actor <laughs> and he's, he, yeah. he's the four-star general on the on the show so just oh, in shit. case <laughs> anyone was noted. <laughs> yeah. gotcha. well it's interesting you say that because um uh the 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 russian doctor that i had on last episode with voco um she was telling me about her time in the military and in russia um you do everybody does service whether you're male or female uh at any age you at a certain age you get inducted and drafted to do your military service. So, and she, she talked about it very proudly when she talked about it to me. Um, it's something that she's um, extremely proud of. And um, she was always happy to talk about her adventures with guns and all that sort of stuff. So um, yeah, it, it is interesting listening to the different sides of uh, military and military service. Israel is the same way. Israel, everybody gets, <clears throat> has to serve in the military. And yeah. uh, it's, it's, and those people are very, 
well-disciplined. Um, and getting to talk military to those guys, they're, they're a very good as far as well-disciplined, um, grounded group of um, people in Israel. So, yeah, yeah. I've, I've served with a few of those guys. Good people. Yeah, no, no, very cool. Very cool. All right. Um, do we want to start on the community questions, guys? Yes. Yeah, that's a good idea, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just, just <laughs> before we start on that, can I ask Tex the first question um, about HCR2? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got, to ask for, I've got to ask for permission these days. I can't just jump in anymore. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> um. Tex, I just want to know, mate. How, how did you how did you find the daily comp, and how did you hear about Oz and Z? I was googling for midget strippers, and it came up. I'm just what? kidding. What came? What what? came up? Oh my god! I fucked her Oh my god! <laughs> oh, that's so sad. No, <laughs> I'm glad that most of our audience are over the age of 18. Oh, I need to has the ability to bleep stuff. <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm just, and just hacksaw away and delete stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what happened was the the leader of a military family they end up posting. Uh, it was. It was one of the events that y'all had, and uh, so, and not knowing anything about the odds and um, group, I ended up going to, and we, I think, got invi- invited to the server or something like that, and from there, that's kind of where, um, where I learned about it, and I'm very glad I did. It's a lot of great racers a lot of great people uh, had a time in my life with these so yeah that's i think it must have been one of the one of the different one of the daily comps. Y'all have. yeah i think it's yeah, the daily comps is what it started off with yeah yeah we get and we so get yeah that's where i learned about it. that's where i kind of got started with uh, um actually it's a daily challenge event yeah i'm looking at it right now and that's uh that's where it kind of got started so mm-hmm. I remember seeing your name uh, many times in the daily comps and having a lot of fun trying to beat you. You're um, yeah, yeah. You're also quite good without parts as well. He, he was always up there in the in the table as well. Like Texas was always pretty. He's... You're also quite good without parts too. That's a hard one for me to be honest with you, and I don't know how. I watch like Kodak. I watch. I try to follow his lines, and I'll, and or other people like that. The only thing is, usually when I get to play those, I only get about an hour, hour and a half, because yeah. of the time difference that, and then I go to work, so I don't get to really practice them as much. So I try to, I try to remember how. Um just how the cards react with certain things. But, um, yeah, it's just, I've, I guess I've played a lot of these tracks a lot where I have a familiarization with it, but uh, but there's people a uh, hell of a lot better than me that I like to try to 
that I look up to to see if I can match. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy the no parts for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And you're right, Kodak was really and still is really good at no parts racing. Um, yes, he the, is. The, the good thing about the daily comp is everybody has 24 hours on that one track. So it doesn't matter what time of day, everybody gets the same amount of time at it. And I think that's really good. Right. Because when we have our, our public event flash mobs every now and then, it used to be every Friday, but we've sort of slowed down a lot. Um, we try to race against each other. So everybody has to get there at the same time, which different time zones makes it a lot harder. But yeah, right. I think it's I think it's a good idea to have the same twenty four hours that everybody else has. And that time of year when we had it last time, we were in the middle of concert season. Um, but thank God is our outdoor venue, so I didn't have to do a whole lot of. I mean, I had to do half and half, not like what we were doing just a month ago. But uh, yeah, so those were always fun, uh, especially when I jump on and see what vehicle is for that track that day or whatever, and. Yeah, that it's a lot of fun, kind of, especially when you run your first few runs and you look like crap, and um, then you slowly start improving your times and times, and you find different lines and stuff like that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I don't know about you, but when when you start getting it, you know, you go, you, you know, your first hundred runs are all at like, you know, three seconds off the pace. And then you finally get it. You finally go, oh, my God, finally I've gotten, you know, that three-second break. And then you can't go slower again. Every right. single run from there on is almost about the same speed. And it's just it's just hitting that one spot here or that one spot there that changes the entire run. Yeah. Or if you land a certain way on your back tire or whatever and you get that little yep. boost that you that haven't boost. done in a million tries. Yep, oh, yeah. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, it's painful. Painful, but fun. Yeah, Talk painful, about painful. Fun. I've been doing the, the Mono Wars this month. <laughs> That's painful. I don't know how you can get through that, Pete. I seriously don't know how you can do it. I've been enjoying it. I actually have been enjoying it. Every single track's been a new personal best. It's been great. <laughs> there you go. That's good. That's good. You're a cup half full kind of guy. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, very cool. Very cool. Uh, JR, you got a question? Yes, let's go on to the community questions. So, my usual question is my first question would be What are your other hobbies other than playing a chair too? And what do you find annoying or your pet peeve within the game? Um, hobbies. We'll go hobbies first. Um, yeah. So just things I like to do on my free time. So I like to go out and shoot my AR or my handguns and stuff like that. That's my stress release here. Mm -hmm. Um, or um, I'm also a certified scuba diver. So when Ooh. I get a chance, I like to go scuba diving. Um, mm -hmm. or, and then bowling. I like to do that. And just or just watch foot, football or uh, sports on TV, just to mm -hmm. chill. So yeah. that's that's kind of my hobby. Um, 
What when you say what sorry, a, I'm just gonna yeah. I'm just gonna cut in there. You say shooting with your AR, what do you shoot? Oh, I've got I have an AR, I have ten handguns, um an AR fifteen, no. uh ten handguns. Um uh we shoot let's see, I've got several twenty two rifles, stuff like that. I live on three acres of land, so uh we go out in the backyard and shoot. But what are you shooting at? Is the question, sorry. Oh, oh, just his okay. neighbors. Yeah, just his neighbors. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, no. I forgot that other, other, other countries don't get to experience. Okay, so I've got a twelve foot berm in my back pasture that we have different targets just set up, oh, and cool. so yeah, so I just go out and target shoot. I'll set up uh, cams, accuracy type stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely, um, and. Uh, then let's see in two weeks, it's deer season. So it might be, is that expensive? Oh dear. Uh, it can be, um, (laughs) with me, (laughs) no, it it, it can can be expensive. It depends on, um, I'm also a bow, I I bow hunt and uh deer hunt. So I archery and gun shoot. So, um, yeah, I I grew up with a compound and recurve bow. Uh, oh wow! So that's so that was what we grew up with. Um, I hadn't ever been deer hunting with a gun until probably just ten years ago. It's always been bow hunting, wow. um, mm. bow fishing. We go bow fishing a lot out here. And you shoot, you um, shoot the deer for. Um, food or fun? oh, food? Yeah. Oh no, no, no. You don't ever shoot deer for fun. You, you're if you're going to kill a deer, you're going to kill it uh, to eat it. Um, yeah. That's um, uh-huh. and and so yeah, that's what we do here. Is um, now we have raccoons all over the place. They will tear up every freaking thing known to mankind. As How do far they as vegetables. Um, <laughs> raccoons, we do not eat. What we do is those are vermin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm staring. I'm staring. It tastes like possum. <laughs> it's like chicken. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're not. But no, um, they're, they're pretty cheap. <laughs> my, uh, my field camera has a family of coons from last night, as a matter of fact, coming off the cornfield. Yeah. And they're everywhere, but, um, but yeah, they'll they'll tear up all sorts of stuff out here. So if we see them, uh, we try to get rid of them, trap them, or kill them, or whatever. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, yeah. so yeah, I, I target shoot. Yeah. So um, and here in America, I carry everywhere I go. I'm trained. So um, so yeah, I shoot at least once a month minimum. Uh, with yep. handguns and my AR. Yep, 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 yep. Now an AR is is a is a is a, a dress down. Uh, no, it's a it's a dress down uh, M16. Really? Correct. It what it is. So when I say AR, it's an arm lights uh, 15. It looks like an M16 A4 service rifle, like what I had them or I had the A2. Yeah. Um, Aussies, they have the Travors, uh, but uh, mine here in America, it's illegal to own a fully automatic weapon. 
unless you yep. have a class three stamp or pre-85. So mine's just a semi-automatic Ruger AR-15. It fires yep. a 5.56 by 45 round. Yep. And you can't you can't have a silencer on it as well. It's a, that's illegal as well, isn't it? The silencer. No, it's not illegal. Oh, it's um, not illegal. Oh, okay. No, you 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 can matter of fact, a guy that I work with has nine suppressors for all wow. these different weapons. Um, but wow. when you when you buy a suppressor here in the U.S., you have it has to you have to pay for a stamp, and so that can take six to eight months for that to clear but but yes it's it's perfectly legal to buy a suppressor here um and put on a weapon i heard in texas there's like a drive drive through gun shop you just drive in get and buy a gun just just like a fast food restaurant drive through buy a gun and then just uh, drive away is that true no it i i've i've never ever heard of that or seen that in my life um because you have to still go through a federal background check and all that stuff and but for a drive-through, no, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, like ninety-nine percent of of the gun owners there are responsible gun owners, aren't they? They are, and I think the thing that gives Texas a rep is just because it's such a large state. Because Texas, Michigan, Nebraska, probably I want to say half of the states in the U.S., maybe a little less than half the states in the U.S. have the exact same gun laws that Texas has. It's just Texas gets a lot more talk because of how big it is. And also people in Texas, they're a bunch of country boys or whatever that it's just that kind of persona. Um, now that I live in Nebraska, which is three states above Texas, we have the exact same gun laws, gun mindset as the state of Texas does. But the only difference is, is that um it's just the location difference. That's all it is. Yeah. But if I go to New York or if I go to Illinois or something like that, those states are very gun strict. Um, where me even having a con- concealed weapon can land me in jail. Yep. So. Yeah, very interesting. It's very interesting you mentioned the gun, the, the differences in the states. And I mean... right. You know, you talk about 99% being legitimate people, but Correct. with a population of 300 million people, that 1% is a lot of people. It is. It is. And 1% is really not a fair, uh, not really an, an accurate number because no. um, it's all in perspective. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, don't, no. I don't have all the numbers. No, I, I know what you're saying, though. Yeah, and going back to my other question, do you have uh, oh, yes, find anything I, annoying I within the game? Right. <laughs> yeah, do you find anything annoying within the game? Um, what I find annoying in the game would be cheaters. I cannot stand a cheater to save my life. Um, oh, the type okay. of job that I do with, um, I do security. I, I'm also mm-hmm. a chief trainer. Mm-hmm. And when you cheat, you lie, you compromise mm-hmm. your integrity, you're useless to me. Mm-hmm. And when I see people who manipulate to get better scores and stuff like that, using, I don't know, whatever hacking methods they do, I do that's, that rubs me raw in so many mm-hmm. ways. Yeah. 
and not like sitting on the washing machine during the uh, spin cycle type of way. So you don't see any of the top teams actually really cheating supposedly these days. Um, right. I don't think we've had a CC team reset for oh god, it's been a few months, probably about five six months maybe. So reset at best. Uh, for every single one of the heads they cut off, it's like Hydra. They just, you know, more grow back. So mm-hmm. for every cheater they find, there's always another five or six that will replace them with yeah, another way right. of doing what they're doing. So, mm-hmm. but the thing is, though, we all the all everybody knows on those leaderboard and those records that everybody knows who the cheaters are. So they're not really they're not really counted. So we don't yeah, really right. Yeah, but the points the points are counted. So yeah, the cheater steals the uh, ten points from the, from the actual leader. What I don't know is, you know, how different it is with Android versus iOS versus PC. I used to play a game called War Robots. That if you were and if you had an iOS account, you had a small advantage over Android players because of just the way it ran. Um, oh wow. Wasn't much lag. There was just it was just there was a a lot more advantages with having an iOS account. Um, and PC players didn't always have that because they were running emulators that would bog down to the point to where sometimes it was effective, sometimes it wasn't. Um, I've been always strictly Android my whole life. Um, yeah. So, but you know, with this game, you know, there's very few controls on it. I don't know how much that really plays. In- a difference in Android versus iOS versus PC with with HCR2. No, I doubt there's very very little difference between them. Because um, yep. the other thing with the other thing with the game is it also adjusts to the level of performance of the device it's on. So um, the game changes the way things work in terms of its refresh rates and its sound quality um, depending on the item you're using. So um, I used to have an old tablet, an A8 tablet, that would barely run the game on its own. Um, and the game had a certain lag in certain areas when you played the game, but not in when you were playing the team events, not when you were playing cups. It was when you did things in between playing the cups and playing the team events. Um, gotcha. So, you know, if you clicked on the garage... It'd take an extra second for the garage to click open. It'd take an extra second for the cars to move left and right. And when you went from the the garage to the parts location or anything like that, it'd always take a little bit longer. Uh, but when you were playing the game, it didn't factor at all. That's interesting. Cool. Mm. Cool anyway. to know. Yeah. Uh, Pete, have you got a question? I've got a couple of questions here. Well, hang on, before before we go, have we actually answered Jar's question in its entirety? Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 he has. <laughs> Thank you. No, no, that's all right. <laughs> um, I've got three questions here, so I'll ask them one at a time. Um, have you ever been to Australia? No, and I want to go really, really, really bad. Well, now's the time <laughs> coming into summer. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yes. You'll get over here, mate. And I, I know the first place you're going to go to, to Tex. You're going to go straight to the. He's going to go straight to the Adelaide Oval. Yeah. 
<laughs> You're correct. You're a smart dude. It's exactly. I told my wife that's where I'm going first. We're stopping in Adelaide. I want to see the oval. Well, Eva knows a lot about Adelaide, mate. So Eva can be your tour guide. Well, um, the Ad- the Adelaide Oval's changed a fair bit over the last ten years. Um, the old the old um, scoreboard is still there, but um, is it still an oval? It's still an oval. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they haven't they haven't, they haven't squashed it into a circle yet. Um, <laughs> Excellent. Did you know about the Did you know about the retracting lights? The the, the retracting lights, DX. No. No, I did not. They um, they decided that um, the people in North Adelaide who were very rich and look into the city didn't want to spoil their view of the city of Adelaide with these towering lights above the oval, you see. So what they did was they designed some retracting lights that came back down into the ground when they weren't being used. And um, I think it was the second time they used them uh, they went to do some service work on them, and the guy doing the service work almost died because something something failed. And um, they then made them extend fully all the time. They were never retracted ever again. Oh, wow. So, you know, they sport the view. But since then, they've done all these renovations to the Oval, and you can't see Adelaide behind the renovations anymore anyway. So um, yeah, it, it is what it is. But it's it's it is a beautiful stadium. It is an absolutely beautiful stadium. We took my dad there for his 89th birthday. There's a restaurant, and you can stand out on the balcony of this restaurant and look at the stadium from inside. It was beautiful. That is too cool because one of the girls that used to play basketball at the um, here at the university, she was from Adelaide. So when her parents came down. Uh, we were talking quite extensively about the Adelaide o, but unfortunately, they were Crows fans. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, unfortunately. Crows fans. Crows, Crows fans. Uh, ex- exactly. See, I, I, lived, so, I lived in Adelaide for 30, 35 years, and I was not a Crows or Port Power fan. I, I just, just hated them both just as much. Um, so, yeah, I was quite lucky for That's that. That's because you don't like ball sports. I don't like all sports. Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'd, I'd I'd give my left testicle to go up there right now. I tell you, you'll that get here, mate. Cool. You'll, you'll get here. You'll get here one day. Don't worry. Well, well uh, next next part of my question. Oh, sorry, you go. If you ever if you ever coming down, you give us a heads up, and I will meet you in that. I I live in Melbourne now. I'm eight hundred k's away. But yeah. I'll meet you. I'll meet you in Adelaide, and I'll pick you up from the airport. That would, dude. I that'd be awesome, man. I that would be too freaking cool. I, that would be so damn cool. Yeah. Um, I will let I, you know. Good, good, because um, I have um extensive knowledge of Adelaide. <laughs> yeah, extensive knowledge of Adelaide. Awesome, 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 awesome. All right, next next part of my question is do you have plans to move to Australia and when is it? To move to Australia, um, I don't have any plans to move into Australia just because I've never been there. Um, there it would be 
it would be so cool to come visit and get to learn, get to see it. I, it what's weird is I, I go on Google Maps quite often and go to the city streets of like uh, around the Adelaide Oval or around like uh, in Darwin or just different locations. Um, I don't even try Melbourne because that's just too damn big. But um, <laughs> yeah, but it's just, you know, that type of thing is just so cool um, to, or to go on Google Maps around where Penrith is, the Panthers, and to see how the city, the streets, and then see a Coles or it just feels like I'm there. And that's what's so cool to me. Uh, but to move to Australia, I just, I don't know, um, maybe one day. Technology is, 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 is unbelievable, isn't it? Like the things you can do these days and, and you know, like just with the computer and the, and, the, and, the, and the phone, you can pretty much see everywhere and everywhere. You were correct. I heard, I heard you can get on um, YouTube and look up walkthroughs. So you just, people film their walks and you can walk through towns. Yeah, walk, walkthroughs are really great. They're really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So TX, I've just sent you a, I've just sent, put a picture in um, the general chat. Okay. Um, That's really cool. That's awesome. That's a great view. I'm going right now. I'll, I'll I'll put the picture in the video. Anybody listening on YouTube, you can actually see what we're seeing. Oh, that is cool. And that that that's your old man. Yeah, that's Dad. So Dad, Dad had, beautiful. Dad was like, "What are you doing with that thing in front of me?" <laughs> <laughs> he's got that look. He's got that look, doesn't he? He's got that yeah, look. Yes. Saying, "What the hell are you doing?" Yeah, yeah. I've always loved the trees that that went around the scoreboard. Yeah, I don't know what kind of trees they are, but that's one Eucalyptus. thing I always remember. Okay. Eucalyptus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what the oh, what the koalas just... eat? Yeah, <laughs> that is just, dude. That is awesome, man. That is too sweet. All right. Uh, last question. Um, what is your favorite concert that you've ever worked at? Because you work security, don't you, on concerts? Yes, I do work security at concerts. I work uh, event security and building security, which there is a difference. But um, rap shows, I hate them. So, um, so I, I hate working rap shows, just like what well, happened a few uh, weeks ago. It's a good thing I didn't ask that then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Two weeks ago, we were responding to a fight, and I tore my rotator cuff, um, my left shoulder. So. Um, but I will say my favorite concerts to work have got to be like um, rock shows, uh, classic rock shows. Um, when we had Leonard Skinner here, it was one of the coolest shows I'd ever worked in my life. Um, and when we had Metallica, I worked um, stage right. And that was that was so cool with all the flames that kept going up and getting to hear it. Um, I've worked Kiss three times. That was those were awesome shows to work, and the crowds are just so cool. They're into it. Uh, disturbed. Um, I didn't. The Five Finger Death Punch. I didn't know any of their music, so it's like, eh. 
but it's a cool show to work. Um, yeah, Disturbed is awesome. I love Disturbed. That I saw a recent video of the lead singer, um, and you can see it on YouTube. But the lead singer stopped the concert and showed halfway through the concert because there was a little girl, or I think it was a little girl, uh, that started crying because um, it was like too loud, or, or she was getting hurt, or something like that. And he stopped the concert, went down into the into the pit, started talking to her and said, look, everything's going to be okay. I think she was scared for some reason. And he goes, everything's going to be all right, you know, you're okay. And and she, she was with her parents and stuff. And she wouldn't have been about any more than like 10, 12 years old, something like that. And this was at a disturbed concert. And she, yeah, I, she it brought it. tears to her face and, and everything. The crowd cheered and then they got back on with the show. It's really cool. You should you should Google that. I will. And our Dave, a Dave that a really good guy. Was, uh, Ghost and Volbeat. Though that was a weird show, but was one of the most well behaved shows, which surprised me to death. Um Ghost Volbeat, yeah. But Breaking Benjamin, I've seen them five or six times. Um, worked them. So, yeah. It's usually the rock shows I enjoy. Um, but rap shows I hate with passion. Um, country shows are fun. I love country shows, too. I did Garth five days in a row. Or, I mean, three days in a row, but five shows. Um, Garth Brooks. Um, so, I've done a lot of country. Matter of fact, we've got... Uh, so, Cody Johnson so you do and, get to you get to actually watch them as well, so that's that's good. Um, I don't really watch them just because uh, I'm so busy wor- watching the crowd, but I am, but I do get to see the stage and I do get to see the singers and interact. But yeah, I do in a sense. Yes, I get to watch them. Yeah. Now, um, just going on to, um, I want to ask a couple of questions from Muzz because Muzz is in a similar industry to Utex, so he's right. he is um, the coordinator or the um, the team leader for um, his company, and he he does pretty much similar to you. I think he's more um, uh, on the hospitality side of things. He's like, yeah, not not really much security, but. But Muzz, Muzz has a couple of questions for you. Uh, what is your favorite thing about working in the event industry? And his second question is, what is your least favorite thing about working in the event industry? And his last one is, can you tell us anything that's any interesting security incidents you've had? Um, I can answer all three of them. Um, my favorite thing of working in this industry is the people absolutely getting to see the crowds, um, interacting with the people. I'm a people person. Um, I enjoy singing and dancing with everybody, but at the same time, if you, um, get to be stupid, then I'll eject you in a heartbeat as well. Um, but the crowds, the people, you know, people pay a lot of money to see these concerts. That's a thing I love most about what I do. And also, to know that when people go home at the end of the night, that I did my job and I did it well. Um, the least favorite thing about my industry is the hours. Um, to get up, to be there from 8 a.m. to uh, 1 a.m. the next morning sometimes. Depends on the show. Um, it's 
it's there sometimes can be really long hours um depending on what goes on afterwards um a lot of times and but that's really the the drawback to that see what what is happening and, interesting yeah like what's um, some of the more famous incidents you've, you've you could probably tell us well uh Ago, we found a guy uh, and a girl having sex in a bathroom stall during a country concert. <laughs> and when we were walking them down after he got really, you know, interrupted during his little escapade, um, she, the girl, um, she bitched at our security the whole way down for interrupting them, and that was their alone time. Really? You were in a bathroom stall having sex. Um, let's see. So that or to let's see, another interesting thing. Um, there's so many of them. Uh, getting to see how things work backstage um, sometimes. Now, WWE, those are really interesting and fun because what you see on TV and what you see and what happens like beforehand are so different because there's so much pre-film that happens. Like um, last WWE, they had a filming session before they went live um, and they had tables all set up where they got slammed and all that stuff. And you get to see that kind of aspect of it, or you see the wrestlers. And if I'm going to piss anybody off, wrestling WWE is not real. So if you think it is, you might want to shut your ears off now because that shit's not real. It's all scripted. But it's all, oh, it's all scripted. It's all scripted. <laughs> I'm just but, saying. But I, I can I'm defend just... the. I can defend the WWE fans out there by saying it's not real. Yeah, it's it is scripted, but the the slams. The, the pain that they feel and all oh, that. that's just real. That, that, that oh, is all no real. But the, I mean, the, the punches and the kicks and everything, yeah, that's not real. But the pain that they feel from from a throw or a grapple or a um right. or a or a slam, yeah, that is that's definitely a bit, that's definitely there. The, the pain may be real, but what they say the pain amount is is not real. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you'll see them rehearsing. Like they could be lines. screaming and carrying on like they've broken an arm, and then next minute, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got a script uh, that was torn in half of one of the raw events or whatever. But you'll see them rehearsing lines in the back and stuff like that. Um, that's kind of cool. Uh, they don't want anybody out there when they're putting the ring together because of all the speakers they put under the ring. Um, so yeah, so I used to photograph the, um, WWE style stuff in Adelaide, uh, the small federations now, not, not the same budgets. Don't get me wrong. They probably had a budget of 75 bucks, um, for the night, not, not 75 million, $75. (laughs) Um, and a lot of what they did, yes, it was scripted. You say it was scripted. It wasn't real. But 
the hit, the hits, the the punches. Yeah, the, the hits and everything. It's funny you say that, Eva. I went to one last night. I took my son to his first wrestling show last night, and it was in some um, RSL club. And it was, it was so cool. I'll post a video up on the general channel so you can all see it. But it was so cool, and he absolutely loved it. It was a great experience. I think it's Vol- you know Vol- you know Vulcan from um, uh, Gladiators. The ex Vulcan, his name is Vulcan. Yes, it, it, he he runs the um, he ran the wrestling, and it was probably about five hundred people there, and it was really intimate. Very up close and personal, and you know it was really really cool. And the wrestlers were high fiving the kids, and you know taking photos with them. And my son got a photo with one of the championship belts and stuff. It's really cool. And I only paid thirty bucks for it. (laughs) Yeah, monster trucks were so much fun too. Yeah, it's just kind of cool seeing all that. Mm. Uh, Indeed, indeed, very cool. All right, Eva, I think it's your turn to ask a question. Is it? I haven't asked one yet. Yeah. Um, okay, so I was scrolling through the questions and having a good listen and having a good look and going, hmm, which one would I really like to ask? Um, I think there's one from Cap A. Uh, shout out to Cap A. He's always listening and always um, he's always asking questions. Um, when you, why do you play the game? And if you could change one thing in the game, what would it be? I play the game because I'm a very competitive person. I love, I, you know, I grew up on the Nintendo, the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, anything like that. And I'm, I'm on. I have PS Five now. Um, did you? So I'm did a you big have, gamer. Did you have a Commodore sixty four? I had a Commodore sixty four. I still remember that you. You you had to put things like in a DOS command format. Yep, yep, to yep. Run. Oh, yep. It was well before DOS. Um, did you play yeah. Mission Impossible? Impossible Mission. Impossible Mission. Did you play Impossible Mission on the Commodore sixty four? If I did, I don't remember. You don't remember that's it? Been a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. I actually finished the game many years ago. Me and my sister used to used to play the game, and we'd basically take notes until we finish the game see um my friend had a commodore 64 that we would play on i i did more on the um the apple 2c yep uh yep 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 so yeah so but the commodore 64 all it's a predecessor all that i remember you had to type in a very specific uh line format on the um um, on the 256k floppy disk, I yep. know it too well. Yeah, but yeah, it's yeah, yeah. but man, the young people have no clue what that is. No, 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 no. But um, but yeah, that's but but yeah, I, I I didn't get to play a lot of games. It's just when I went over to other friends' house that had it because hell knows we didn't have a computer. We were too poor. But uh, but then the Apple two C came. That's when we started having classes in high school and yep. that's um so yeah that we got to play a lot more stuff on there and yeah. um but if you could change one thing in the game what would it be um i would think and this is just me personal that you know some of the parts 
you're not able to get unless you get a lucky roll. I wish you could. I wish there were better ways of getting like the new nitro parts and stuff like that. Yep. Um, that's that would be me. Uh, that's I guess my only thing. I have mm-hmm. certain cards that I don't have part uh, like nitro four or um, it's really the only part that I don't have for certain cars, but yeah, that would be, uh, that would be my only change of the game. And lastly, what would be your favorite vehicle in the game? Okay. I would have to say right now, the new muscle car, it's between the new muscle car and the truck yep. uh, that I did the wheelie on. I, yeah. um, I absolutely love that vehicle to death. So those two. They're very, they handle very similarly. Yes, they do. Um, uh, in the way that they fly in the air, the way they, um, the length of them, they have correct. stability. If they, oh, That's probably the word I'm using. Stability. They have that stability that the other cars lack. Right. I used to play rally all the time, but everybody and their dog did that and you know you wanted more challenge now rally is yeah. great for universal but yeah so yeah oh, those, cool. those are my two favorite vehicles very cool um jr you got a question for us yes um in relation to cap a's questions here is a question from fiery and he has a few questions his first one is, uh, what is your favorite game mode, vehicle, environment? I think you have answered that. And he wants to ask you, is there anyone who inspires your HCR2 journey? I got to tell you, I, was, I, I love yeah. what I like seeing, like, Foco, Verisat, those guys, How just watching them, how they attack attack a track. Uh, those guys, that's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. So that would be probably that. Um, I mean, when we do these public events with um, like Oz and with Kodak and all these other freaking people, Toretto, all those guys, just watching how they attack tracks, that's inspiring to me. That's what makes me want to get better. Um, for mode, I used to do strictly adventure. Um, I, I did mm-hmm. for some reason. I just kept wanting to get farther and farther. Um, mm-hmm. But over time, I started getting back. I used to play cups a lot, and then I went to adventure because one, of course, my adventure was low at the time. So, but once mm-hmm. I got hooked on it, I wanted to see how far I can get mm-hmm. and just keep. So yeah, that's. Uh, I have to say adventure now just because I want to try to keep beating my old distances, but I do a lot of, I'm starting to get back into cups a lot more. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Pete, you got a question? Yes. Yes. I've got a question here from Crethus. He wants to know what sparked your interest in Australian sports? Okay, during the pandemic, when there was nothing else on, um, they started having Korean baseball, and and there there was this freaking sport that was played on a round field at 
two in the morning. I said, what the hell is this? So I Googled it, what sports played on around the field, and it said something about Australian football. And it was West Coast versus – shit, who was that? But Josh uh, Kennedy kicked the goal. Doesn't and I matter thought about that, the other team. Just all about West Coast. Yeah, cares about the other yes. team. But but Josh Kennedy kicked this goal the way that he galloped up and kicked it, and they thought that was the coolest thing since sliced bread. I said that's pretty sweet. So then, um, uh, we have a uh, Fox Sports One FS One, and that's what was playing these. And the next one, I can't remember the what the. The next game was, but then they did. They showed an NRL match, and it happened to be Penrith and uh, Melbourne, and to watch them beat the piss out of each other, that was just cool. <laughs> that was that was just awesome. They, so, but they say and, that rugby rugby league is one of the toughest sports in the world. I believe that. I believe yeah. it. Yeah, because they don't um, have any padding on. Uh, it's not just no. not just about the padding; it's the physicality of the sport as well. Um, That's what I'm and, saying. And, like and, a, and the American football has padding; they have the roughness, but they're they're all protected with helmets and shoulder pads and stuff like that. Well, but they still get hurt. Don't you worry about that. Like the the American <laughs> footballers, they they get hurt. But it, the the fact that rugby league it's not not about it's it's the hits that they take, and it's also about the agility. It's about the fitness and everything else. There's, there's everything else that all adds into one. Yeah, rugby league is one of the toughest sports in the world. That's for sure. They don't look that that fit. But if you saw them on the street, they're just a regular guy. But then they're playing this elite. Um, sport, it's pretty cool to see. Yeah. Well, AFL's got to go down as one of the fittest sports in the world because, the, on average, like they do about you know, like the midfielders would do between anything between 15 to 20 kilometers a game, non stop running, um, which is insane. It's like running it's, like a it's just half a marathon, yeah, <laughs> half a marathon, and you're getting hit and everything else, but but so that's what. That's what got me, and I've actually talked to a lot of people that play football here at the university and asked them, would you play this? Absolutely not. There's no way in hell that most of these people that play American football would ever even consider rugby or AFL. Because Except for Mason Cox. <laughs> oh, Mason Cox, man. Oh, oh. What, yeah, what no, a, like, in, all, in all seriousness, what a story he has. Like, I mean, that's a story for another day, but a guy just come out of college basketball, decided to move to Australia, take up a career in AFL, and a few years later, he's a premiership player. Correct. And his first game was Anzac Day, and he's like, what the hell am I getting into? Yeah. Playing um, in front of 100,000 at the MCG. <laughs> I've watched that 60-minute uh, special so many times. It's just crazy. Um, it's cool. But, yeah. yeah, so that's what got my interest in Aussie sports is that watching um, during the pandemic and now um, I have every year I – matter of fact, I still haven't even canceled my subscription from this year because NRL still has um, the Pacific events going on. But I get subscriptions and – uh, every Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday mornings, I'm watching footy, and then I'll watch bounce at zero four at our time, which is I think seven y'all's time, uh, seven p.m. Yep. Um, so yeah, so uh, and I watch AFL three sixty every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday morning our time, 
Um, yeah, with Robo and uh, Wakely. 360 is a, a good show that's very detailed and they get into all the news of the the week and everything. And yeah, yeah, yep. so that's that's my ritual from March 1st, uh, grand final day, and I don't deviate away from that. My wife knows that that's what's going to happen, just the way it is. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, it's cool, man. Awesome. It's cool, I get into it. Just by joining the Oz and Z server, have you learnt from a few of us that we've been talking in the server? Have you learnt more about the games and about, about NRL and AFL more? Absolutely. Um, that's, you know, you can, I learned just a little bit just by watching and Googling, but then getting to like to see a lot of the people from the Oz and uh, talk and even some of the history of, um, you know, different past players and stuff. You know, these things fuel me to learn more and more. So being on the servers actually taught me so much about uh, footy in general. And then with cricket now, I, I'd i be clueless without, you know, the, the kryptonite and then you and all all the other uh, people here. Pitting and things like that, but. I would say that cricket is definitely more a, a technical game, that's for sure. With ODI and T20, um, they're very similar. Just And you got your power plays. Uh, ODI is two power plays, I think, uh, per team. But the only thing I don't understand is really how test works. Um, well, the best, thing, that, the best thing about test cricket, right? The okay. best thing about test cricket is they went from test cricket to one-day matches. Right, <laughs> and then from one day matches they went to T twenty, right, and that's the best thing about test matches. They got to T twenty. There you go. Right now, I'm the sort of person that if they got down to one ball each, right, the game became just one ball <laughs> each. I still wouldn't watch. No, no, look, the the, the <laughs> ten- Test cricket is the pinnacle of, of the sport. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I the people never, that love... I never, ever, ever, ever got test cricket because it was uh, always... It was just oh, too long, too It's, it's not about... Out. Yeah, but it's and not then, about the length. And then there was the, oh, we, we declared, and then they this and they that, and it's like, so the person with the most runs didn't win. Well... It doesn't make sense. Yeah, it makes no, no sense. It, it's, no, it's, it does not make sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then there's the, the, the they'll they'll say, "Oh, we declared," and then they come back, yeah, and they had to they had to follow on, and because they followed on, they win. It's like, hang on a second, you got them all out, and they come back and they 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 win, but it's, you got them all out because the there's well, there's four there's four innings, and in usually in Test cricket, two innings each, and the person the team with the most basically the team with the most runs win. That's the tale. It is. You can ex- you can explain it all you like. You're still not going to watch it. <laughs> no, I'm never going to watch it. So when they get to one ball each and they call it one, right? So it's T20. So that's twenty overs. So when they get so to one, just one, so when they just one do, ball each. oh, because it's T20 was twenty twenty, wasn't it? Yeah. So well, you don't get overs. you don't get value from you don't really get your value for money if you're going to watch two balls in a match. Exactly. Make it free. Oh, I won't watch it at all. Major strippers, you will. I guarantee it. Um, (laughs) You'd watch it for the pre-game entertainment. That's it. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, the, the pre-game entertainment will last longer than the balls. You see, and we've gotten back to balls. Look at that. We're moving off course here. Let's get back to the, the questions. I didn't want this podcast to be all about balls. <laughs> no. Uh, um, just before I go, guys, because I've, I've got to wrap things up. I've got a jet soon. But just before I go, um, text. So tell us a couple of things. Tell us your, your NRL team. Tell us your AFL team. I'm a uh, NRL, Penrith Panthers all the way. Um, Panthers? AFL. Uh, oh, yeah, Penrith Panthers all the way at NRL. Uh, AFL, I'm Port Adelaide Power. Oh, jeez. We are the power to win. Yeah, I can sing the song if you want. <laughs> no, it's, it's not a music podcast. It's all good. <laughs> you've, you've heard um, us sing Happy Birthday. Yeah. We're not good singers. Don't really have any more questions really to ask um, about sports in general, but... Um, Mate, we're happy that you're in the server. We're happy that, you know, you, you could contribute and you're learning more about the games that, that most of us Aussies love. Um, you know, it's it's awesome, especially, you know, having someone from the US that not only um, likes the games but understands NRL and AFL. Like, you don't just – you we watch it, but you join in our conversation like you've been watching the game for the last 30 years. Like your knowledge of of our sports is is up there with with some of our the best of them. So I appreciate that. No, you, it means you, a lot to me. It really does. I, you 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 like I, I enjoy our chats about it all and and everything like that. And you know your your knowledge of our of our sports and especially AFLs and NRL. It's 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 definitely up there, mate. And um, keep keep um keep joining the chats and. And joining in on all the fun and keep giving dready shit about Collingwood because that's the only premiership they're going to win. And you know, yes, <laughs> absolutely. So you know, and um, no, nah, it's really, it's really, really cool. So um, awesome, mate. It's really cool. Well, thanks, brother. I appreciate that. It means a lot. Here's a question from um, Moff Br. He would like to ask, okay. how did your time as a Marine shape or impact who you are now? And how do you live post-retirement from the Marine Corps? How it shaped me now, I'm very disciplined. It's all about integrity, treating people with respect. Um, just, I guess it's uh, the, the core values that we had kind of mold me to who I am today. Um, as far as just looking out for people. Um, and, you know, if you believe in something, you fight for it. Um, and what was the last part of that question? How do you live post-retirement? Uh, I live great. I, um, you know, I don't really have that much PTSD or anything like that for the most part. Um, mm -hmm. Like I said, I do carry everywhere I go, but that's part of my job and then part of my training as well. But, um, but we live out in the country. We enjoy life. All my neighbors are either former military or something like that for the most part. So, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I just live each day as it comes, enjoy life mm -hmm. the most because there's, 
uh, like I said earlier, uh, there's you just don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So make the most yes. of what you got today and be grateful for what you have. And so yes. that's the way I live. Yes, well said, well said. Thank you for that answer. I think it's Pete. Pete's uh, turn. Yeah, we've only got a couple of questions left, and then we'll get on to mm-hmm. the to the quiz. Um, yeah. Okay. I've got one here. It's not actually on the list, so we'll just say it's from me. What is your favorite cheese? Cheddar, all the way. Cheddar? Absolutely. Yellow cheddar, absolutely. Do you have it in sliced or blocks, or how do you eat it? Um, If it's on tacos, it's shredded. If it's on... um, uh, Turkey is going to be sliced thinly, but a lot of it. I'm a yeah. I'm a cheddar cheese fanatic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you ever have the cheese in a can? Have you ever had that? Like the Velveeta cheese, or like in an aerosol can, like whipped cream? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yes, yes. Uh, on those nights where you have those Ritz crackers, I don't know if y'all have Ritz crackers in Australia. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. okay, it's uh, all over. Oh hell yes, yes. That's, I've that's never, like I've never had it. Seniors. I've never had it. I've been, it's interested me ever since I saw it on a Goofy movie <laughs> when he made the Leaning Tower of Cheese. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, ever since then, really I was like, good. oh, what is that? Yes, it's good stuff, man. It is. It's good stuff. Excellent. Mm-hmm. I've never yeah, had Vegemite, though. That's something oh, I want you've to been try. Missing out. Don't yeah. try a Vegemite. Try cheesy mite. It's so it's much a, better. No, the best thing to do if you're going to have Vegemite is don't eat it like not, Nutella. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not. It's salty. <laughs> don't don't I am eat trying it like Vegemite. a don't, don't eat it like a with a spoon. You've got to. <laughs> You've got to spread it really thinly mm-hmm. on toast with a bit of butter, like extremely thinly. Don't mm. most people grab a grab a grab a jar, grab a spoon, and they mm. they pull out a spoon's full, and it's like no, no. What is it it's, made of? Next, it's actually yeast, it's, it's a yeasty it's, thing. It's, it's a yeast mm. extract. It's actually a byproduct of making beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a byproduct of making beer. So, um, well, this yeah. girl. This week, I'm going to see one of our basketball players from Moe, uh, Australia. Oh, down my way. Has... Uh, yeah, as, as a matter of fact, she's actually from – it's it's T-R-A-R-A-L-O-G-O-N or something. There you Tarelgan. go. That's where she's at. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where my wife is today. She's seeing a, uh, a weightlifting competition with one of oh, her really? mates. From... Yeah, oh, nice. yeah, if you – down if you way. Google, yeah. uh, well, no, uh, let's see, who is this speaking? Pete. 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 Okay, I'll 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 message you her name. I'll have you Google her. I won't put it over the podcast for everyone to hear. But yeah, y'all let you Google her and kind of read up on her. She's, uh, but she's a damn good basketball player. And she actually and good played on you for the for pronouncing Moe instead of Mo. <laughs> I I googled it before um, I ever said it to her because I wanted to know how to pronounce it because I know everything's pronounced differently. So, 
Oh, yeah, we've got some funny town names here in Australia. (laughs) Yeah, we've got some very funny town names. Um, All right, I have a question from Ghost. Okay. Um, Ghost is a long-time listener and helper in the podcast. Who is your favourite podcast guest? And you cannot say any of the finger stop stuff. Any of the finger stop stuff. Um, Let's see. Don't forget, we were guests once. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. I know. But, but I haven't listened to, I haven't heard a lot of podcasts and I need to get on it. So, but from what I've heard, I loved uh, Vakopes. I just, there was something about his that just the way he kind of explained things. Or the way really Doc explained things for him. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. I mean, she's looking at me. She'd she'd be staring at me, going track. You know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the track, the track. You know, or she'd say a word like nitro. Oh, nitro! <laughs> I was rolling. Oh my god, that was hilarious. Yeah, I'd say nitro. But... Like, nitro? What's that? And it's like, no, it's <laughs> part of the game. Don't worry. You know. Um, because she she doesn't, she she doesn't play the game, so she has no idea about any of the the lingo. No, <laughs> I figured that. But just seeing, kind of to pick his mind a little bit about how he sees the game and the fact that you know this isn't a full time thing for him. No. Um, uh that's what's cool about it. I mean, I know people in other games, like with the other War Robots game. There's people. Like Manny and them, they they're getting paid a shit ton of money by uh, by the companies to post these videos and all that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if you think about Vocope, I mean, he's only got forty thousand follow, only forty thousand followers, but um, you know, he wouldn't be getting he wouldn't be getting the traffic to earn himself a decent keep from it. Whereas someone like uh, Vershak with a million followers would probably have the ability to, you know, almost make a little bit of a living. Right. Mm. Makes sense. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I have a question here from Brandon. Uh, since you have not been to Australia, maybe I could rephrase his question. What is the best country that you have been to and why? Probably Mexico. Mm-hmm. And the reason why... Is we did that when I was in the middle of the Marine Corps. And we uh, were doing a job down there. Um, but we got to see parts of central, like around Mexico City, that were really cool. Um, when you get to see the history of it, like um, Mayan and Aztec pyramids, and you're walking on in an area where you see finger paintings from three or 4,000 years ago that I can actually touch and know that someone did that that long ago. Um, yeah, I'm not supposed to touch them, but yeah. But, you, but you're in the presence <laughs> of something. Trust me, I got yelled at very, very, very bad in Spain. Um, I'm like, oh, this is cool. It's like, oh, my God. And they're excavating this whole thing. Um, I'm a 19-year-old dumbass, so at the time. So, yeah. But no, uh, but yeah, the, so that was what was cool. Uh, was Mexico, seeing those pyramids and stuff. Yeah, very Excellent. cool. Mm-hmm. 
Um, last question, I think, is from Cascade. Okay. What card do you think they will add next to HDR2? Um, other than what JR said earlier. The Rock Bouncer. Um, yeah. I would think probably like the screwdriver, maybe. <laughs> screwdriver? <laughs> How are you supposed to drive a screwdriver? With your hands. Uh, that was that was from um, <laughs> that's from HCR one. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Do you know yes, the, the back, do you know the background to that to that actual that that actual car? That was a that was a um there was a competition for someone to create a new car. And the person who um submitted that car was none, other, was none other than Verishak, yeah. Are you serious? Serious, yeah. Seriously, how do you do he, that? He 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 did it. Oh, he he would have been about. I reckon no, um, eighteen or nineteen, I think. Yeah, he he would have been he would have been in his teens when he did it, and mm -hmm. he won the competition. They made the car, they mm -hmm. released it to HCR one, mm -hmm. and I and um because he was a huge fan of the game, obviously, um which still then, is. yeah, and still is. So uh, yeah, that was that was really cool. That was really really cool. And he got to go yeah, to was... Fingersoft and meet all the people. Yep. From that competition. Wow. That's pretty slick. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty slick. So Fingersoft, if you're listening, which you kind of are, um, you know, uh, can you can you do the finger screw for um, HCR two? Yeah. Please. <laughs> or do another one of those competitions. Yeah. Run another competition. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, so, um, I but yeah. I wish they would incorporate some more tracks from HCR1 into two. Nah, like you can do them yourself now. It's all good. I don't have to do that. You can yeah, do it yourself. That's just... <laughs> lazy. You know, I just... Yeah, yeah, lazy, yeah. I just want to play the mean, game. Oh, yeah, I'm just... Whatever throws up at me is... That's what I have fun with it. So yeah, we have a lot of fun with this. Eva, I just want to say, and Jr. and Pete, thanks for having me on because I I need to go and and uh, got some duties to take care of. But I just want to say, appreciate you inviting me back on the on the podcast. It brought back some old good memories, and um, it was a good opportunity to talk to my mate Tex and and Eva. I just want to say thank you very much to you and the team for for allowing me to do so. I really appreciate yeah, it. Cool, no problems. Um, all good, Tex. Thanks for thank you by. so much, mate. Yeah, anytime. Yeah. Like, I was happy to be back, but Tex, awesome to talk to you, buddy. Not the last time, mate. We'll talk again soon. And, um, absolutely, and like, yeah, I'll, I'll hit you up in the server and we'll talk more sport. And, um, it's a pleasure to talk to you, buddy, and, um, get to know you a bit better. And, um, yeah, it was awesome. Thanks for the experience. Likewise, brother. Uh, that was fun. I enjoyed that immensely and just nah. getting there. It's not oh, finished for you yet. Cool. It's not finished for you yet, mate. I think the the team are going to drill you with some more uh, right. quiz questions and things. But but I got to head off. Really? But um, got but it. yeah, th thanks again, everybody. And uh, it was good to be back. And I've missed you all. And yeah, I'll like uh, see you on the next one. Uh, next one, and I get invited to. I guess. <laughs> all right. Cheers, DTR, brother. Don't, you be don't, safe, don't man. Be, thanks, mate. Don't be calling me too quickly, Eva. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's cool. Uh, thanks, guys. Take care. Thank you All very right. much.
You too, GTR. Thanks, JR. See you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Quiz time. Let's drill in with some quiz. (laughs) Yes, I think. Drill me. So this this quiz is all about short, sharp answers. All right. Yep. Okay. (laughs) It's time for the Never Have I Ever Hill Climb Racing Edition quiz. So you get one point for each one that you have never done before. Okay? So the best way to answer is, uh, yes, I have done or I have never done this before. Okay, first question. Have you ever reached the maximum GP? No. No. Next question. Have you ever achieved the maximum 15K score in a track? Yes, once. Yes, once. Okay, good. Have you ever next is have you ever finished the road to legendary? No. No. Next is have you ever started your own team? No. Oh. Next is have you ever spent real money in the game? Absolutely, yes. Yes. Mm. Number six question, have you ever participated in any HCR2 tournament? Yes. Yes. Number seven, have you ever thought of giving up playing the game? Yes. Oh, okay. Next is, have you ever posted a suggestion in the Fingersoft server? Yes. Yes, you have. Next question, have you ever reported a cheater to the Fair Play server? Yes. Yes. Next question. Have you ever had your account flagged for cheating? No. No. Number 11. Have you ever been banned in any HCR or the Fingersoft server? No. No. And the last question is, have you ever done a face reveal on any Discord server, not including this one? No. No. Okay, Hang I heard a, a lot of no. Isn't, isn't your profile picture you? But his face is not showing, oh. so it's not. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that's not proud. Wait, hold on. I'm yeah. not sure. Hold on. That's why I'm sitting here. Okay. And I got a brain fart. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So my brain just farted. Yes, as I guess I have. Because if you I have. look at. Yeah, so yes, that last question is a oops. Yeah, I have. Okay, that's all right. Okay. Um, okay. That that brings us to the end of the 12 questions. Now, mm-hmm. um, we, you get one point for every never, so the smaller the number we've said is the better. Um, right. And unfortunately, you're at six, which means you're right in the middle. Um, mm. So um, So don't feel bad because if you do get the Hulkster of two, um, you get to beat Hulkster or or get you know Hulkster score. You don't win anything anyway. So um, <laughs> it's not like you've missed out on anything either way. Um, we do this for a bit of fun. It's a bit of a laugh. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was originally set up by Jr. to catch out uh, Minstrel um, in her um, falling asleep and banning <laughs> people. So yeah, we ha- we just have a bit of fun with it. Um, <laughs> I suppose I had one last question that, um, and I I know this is going to be really controversial and I just wanted to 
So you don't have to answer it if you don't want to. But sure. um, with, we've talked a little bit about guns, and yeah. I wanted to ask the question, what are your thoughts on gun control? I mean, considering Australia at the moment, you you know, it's illegal to own a gun uh, unless you're a farmer or you have a a reason to have a gun. Um, whereas right. in the in the US, it's literally your your right to own a gun. Um, yeah. What and and the other aspect of this question is you've been trained in use and safety and all those other things. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on true gun control within the U.S.? And I had a feeling this was going to get asked tonight, and I'm glad it is, to be honest with you. Um, because U.S. is one of very few countries. I know South Africa has a lot, has a lot of people carry weapons as well. Um, there's several countries, but not as many as what you'd think. Um, gun control. I do believe in universal background checks to the point of because in 19 or 1775 or 1776, sorry, um, it's when the Constitution of the United States was enacted. Times were different back then, but um, but that allowed um, people to bear arms, and um, it's gotten to the point now where um, it's. It's really not equal across the all United States because some states um, are a lot more strict than others. But the thing is, is that um, I'm all for universal background checks. Um, the problem with that is, is that I can go right now to my next door neighbor's house and buy a um, Smith and Wesson M&P 45 right now, and it's just like. Just like buying, you know, a pair of shoes. It's no different. It's just the mm -hmm. exchange of money, and there you go. Um, so, so there is so a drive that's no, not no. really like that. <laughs> I mean, it's not quite. I'm joking, sorry. Saying, yeah, now that you brought that up, no. Uh, <laughs> but but no, it's uh, in a way though. It's that's where it becomes a little different or difficult to control. And that's why now with there's and you know, there's gun violence in just about every country in the world. Um, because if bad guys want them, they can get them through yeah. some yeah, means, yeah, yeah. shape or force. What the problem is with us is that, okay, bad guys get them. Well, you also have the good, you know, the people like me who, um, you know, I've been trained in deadly force encounters, uh, how to carry, how to all that stuff. Of course, not everybody carries, not every civilian that carries a gun really quite knows that. And you're never going to know what, re how you're going to react until you get put in a situation, yep. um, via yep. the active shooter, um, um, classes we have at where I work. Um, you just don't know. So Proper gun control is very difficult because um, it all stems to uh, the person. You know, the, the shooting that just happened the other night in Maine. Um, he's a National Guard guy who, which is Army, he's a reservist. But the fact that he's 
got mental issues on so many levels and it had a suicide note. Um, how do you control that? Yeah. And you know, everybody wants change and change, but you can't, I don't, I don't know where to go with that. So, and, Mm. um, it's, it's so interesting. It's interesting that you mentioned in 1776 when the constitution was written that guns were not the same. I mean, you know, I, I, I lean on that a lot when I talk to people about it because, um, let's face it, you know, in 1776, you needed to, you know, put the wadding in, put the gunpowder in, put the ball in, put more wadding in, um, you know, and then shoot. And, you know, there was no such thing as a semi-automatic pistol. There was no such thing as a a magazine of, you know, 28 or 30 rounds. Um, You know, you had one Mindset was different. Yeah, the mindset was completely different. You were there to protect not only your family, but you know, the, um, uh, it was a lot different. The whole mindset yeah. was completely different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and I, I did, I did ask because um, mainly because of your training. You, you, um, you're not just a guy with a gun. You're a guy with a gun who was taught how to use it to not only defend himself but to defend his colleague. Um, you know, civilians, other people, all around you, and it's not like. For you, it's for you. It's like me holding a camera. It's a tool, right? It's not. It's not a gun. It's a tool. It's your modus operandi. Without that, you can't do your job. You know. Correct. So, for from that perspective, I wanted to see your opinion on gun control, and I'm I um I really appreciate the fact that you shared that with us because um you could easily be um you know um seen as being pro or, or negative very quickly without having and having ramifications for that as well. Absolutely. And I'm all about talking about stuff like this because not everybody understands um, what it's since they don't live here in the United States where, and they only hear things secondhand through the news or whatever. Yep. Um, a lot of opinions are based off that. And so um, that's where, and with me, De-escalation is number one priority before anything else. Deadly force encounter is always the very last resort. You don't dare pull your weapon out until you become till you get to that whip, uh, deadly force encounter portion of it. Um, so that's where it's a lot different. Um, you know, people do bark about the the uh, assault rifle. Um, when I say bark, that's kind of a bad term to use. But um, you mentioned the tool thing. You know, lethal is lethal, and it's all about the mindset of the person behind the actual weapon itself. Does yep. it give me a distinct advantage? Um, not necessarily. Not in a close quarter combat situation, it doesn't. A nine mm-hmm. millimeter handgun will do equally as much damage, if not more, than an AR will or yep. AR-15 will. So it just that's where that's where um, uh, that's where it's a lot different with that mindset too. It's just, but I'm all for talking about it, uh, showing people, you know, where my training, where my mindset is with it. And if you ask 30 other people, um, or even some of the people on my team right now, um, you might get be, a few different views. There'd be 30 different mm-hmm. views. That's, and that's yeah, absolutely that's, correct. Yep. And that is, 
And that is the big thing. It's as I said to start at the start of the episode, it was all about perspective. Um, yep. You know, your perspective, um, you know, not only shows the fact that you've used them, uh, you've used them in your work, you know, um, um, right. but, um, you know, and you talk about deadly force. It's, it's, um, you know, if I pull the gun out, there is a reason for me to pull it out. And the consequences of me pulling it out are, you know, X, Y, and Z. And that, that, that to me, um, rings through the whole thing of why you would have the gun on your holst, you know, on your hip to start with. Right. Um, yeah. So, no, I, I really appreciate you answering the question. I, I did want to ask it. Um, I didn't want to write it down because I didn't want it to be too out there. And to be honest, I I wasn't sure I was going to ask it, but I'm glad I did. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad that, and this is where, when you have adults that actually are adults about it, can be respectful to each other and talk about stuff like this. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 for sure. So, yeah, I'm um, glad you asked it. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. No, well, well, look, um, that does bring us to kind of the end of the podcast. Um, sure. I, I did want to say on behalf of uh, myself, I wanted to say I really appreciated your time. I really appreciate you uh, spending an hour or two with us and um, being able to be as candid as you have um, about your work, your history, your life, um, and the game. So uh, I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Uh, Pete and JR. Thank you for coming into the podcast. It was really nice um, seeing you, putting a face and a voice to the name. And it was uh, really nice uh, hearing all your stories, all of them. So thank you so much. Got to see and the it... pug too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, and the pug. <laughs> and the pug. <laughs> and then the pug. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, thank you for coming on. Um, been been great to get to know you and all your stories. And, yeah, it's been, been good chatting with you. Is there anybody you'd like to give a shout-out to before we head off? What y'all do is absolutely great. I I I, I really enjoy um, the Ozen group community. I really do. Um, I try to. I don't really get onto the general too much because, in all honesty, there's a lot of kids on there. But other than that, I I truly enjoy y'all. Um, it's been a lot of fun getting to know each one of y'all and and the podcast y'all do. There's a lot of work that goes into this, and y'all do a great job. And so, um, and then, of course, the GTR. I mean, he was one of the first people that I really got to talk to on a normal basis. And he always, he was always very kind and respectful and just um, real friendly to me. And that, that went a long way with me. And I really appreciated that on so many levels. And so, but yeah, getting to know y'all, um, y'all have always been great, great to me, and I can't thank y'all enough for that. So, um, really, to everyone in here, um, I can't speak highly enough of what y'all do and and the kind of people y'all are. So, thank you very much. I, I do thank appreciate you. it. The two kinds. Yeah. But All right. the day I come to Australia will be the the time of my life i can't wait until that happens it'll be the dream come true 
Well, you'll fall the, in love um, with the place and you'll want to move here. I bet. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah, I'm looking, for, and we have just as many deadly things that'll kill you in Texas than they do in Australia. So I'm used to that portion of it. It's just I can't carry my gun everywhere in Australia like I do in Texas, like a rattlesnake or you know stuff like that. So, but trust, trust me, you don't times. need a gun for the spiders. No, some of them. I don't know do. the Sydney funnel. <laughs> the the Sydney funnel web that just. That thing looks like it's about to kill just about anything known to mankind. Uh, the redback, I don't know much about the redback, although it's just very deadly. And of course, the redback is uh, the redback is tiny though. If you saw a redback in real life, you would go, "How can that no, be that dangerous? It? Right? How can that be dangerous? How can that be dangerous?" And then you get closer and closer, and you go, "Yeah, nah." <laughs> <laughs> See, the brown recluse here is like that, but. And if it bites you, you don't really feel it until about two days later when you see everything dying under your skin and you like, oh, crap, this is really bad. But yeah, I, yeah, that'd be. But the Sydney Funnel Web, I've seen store. And even to this day, I still check inside my shoes and my boots because I've watched documentaries on that spider that freaked me out. I can handle <laughs> just about anything known to mankind in this world. Spiders are my nemesis. I I will, I will absolutely go ballistic over a spider. If there's a spider on the floor, it's dying. I don't care. It's it will die. Um, so yeah, that's just the way it is. See, I do check inside my boots because I've watched too many shows about that where people put their foot in a shoe and get bit by that spider. Well, there's a there's a little spider in Australia called the Daddy Longlegs, and the Daddy Longlegs. Yeah. Is- is the most venomous spider in Australia, but it's the most fangs, venomous. The most venomous, and its fangs are too thin to actually penetrate human skin. We have uh, them here in Texas, and I play yeah. with them. I'll have them all over. Oh yeah, yeah. And well, how the, funny yeah, is it when they do that little circle dance in their web, and you touch their web, they do a little spinny circle thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. I've I've always left. Um, Daddy Longlegs, um, uh, what we call it, webs alone, and I've yeah. actually encouraged bugs to fly into uh, Daddy Longlegs to feed them because if I see Daddy Longlegs around, it means no other spiders are in the house. There you go. The method to my I like that. <laughs> That's so cool. All right. Well, yeah, on, we that note, on that note, on that note, let's let's have a. Let's say goodbye. Um, just remember, if you are listening and you've been listening until now, um, don't forget to like and subscribe. Um, and look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Um, thanks again from all of us. Uh, thanks to the listeners. Thanks to TX. Thanks, JR and Pete. Um, have a great week. Thank you, Eva. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Take care, guys. Thank you. Have a wonderful week. Enjoy the podcast. And see you all. Bye, everybody.